Today, I wanna share a message for anyone who is walking through something and hasn't come through it yet. This message is for someone who's in a valley season. Maybe you're stuck in a rut. Maybe you feel alone or lost. This is a message for anyone who feels overwhelmed right now, unclear about the future. Maybe today you feel like you're in a dark place in your life, or perhaps you feel dry and discouraged. Maybe you've been looking forward to something and it hasn't happened yet. You're believing for something and it hasn't come to pass. One of my favourite bands is Coldplay and they sing a song with a line that says, maybe I'm in the gap between the two trapezes. You've left one trapeze to jump out to another and you haven't grabbed onto it yet. Today, I'm praying that God would draw near to you and you would experience the power of God in your life. If you've got a Bible today, we're gonna be reading from Psalm chapter 84. It's gonna come up on your screen. I'm gonna read it for us today. Psalm chapter 84, the Bible says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has a home and a swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Let me read that one more time. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Do you have a dream location where you just want to be? Do you think about it a lot? Maybe it's a holiday location where you're gonna go on summer holidays. Maybe it's a place where you find solitude, a place where you find comfort and you think about that destination a lot. It's your happy place. Maybe it's a screensaver on your laptop that you look at each day and you think, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to arrive. There will be nothing better than that. For me, I love the beaches of the Tutakaka Coast in Northland. When I think that I want to be there, I know that everything is gonna be okay. If I'm having a bad day, I think everything's okay at Tutakaka. Have you ever really wanted to be somewhere else than where you are right now? For us here in Auckland, it could have literally been anywhere but here over the last four months. But a lot of us live with an urge to be somewhere different from where we are now. We want so badly to be there and not here, whether it's a different location, a different job, a different house, a different car. I live dreaming of a different hairstyle. There is an urge within us to be in a different place to where we are right now. The future destination always seems better than the present reality. This psalmist says it himself about God's house, being in God's house. You can feel the longing and the, the passion that he has for being in God's house, to being in the place of the Lord. He says, how lovely is your dwelling place? My soul yearns, even faints 
for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out. You can feel His passion. In modern day terms, He'd be saying, how good. His soul is yearning and fainting and His heart and flesh are crying out. He mentions even the sparrows, even the birds have a place close to the altar of the Lord. It's such a blessing, He says, to dwell in the house of the Lord and He can't wait to get there. It's that feeling before you go to a big event, a big conference, and it's like, oh, how good's it gonna be when we get there? It's gonna be amazing. And this psalmist couldn't wait to be in the house of God. I can relate. For us here in Auckland, we couldn't wait for the 19th of September, 2021, the official launch date of Arise Church in Auckland. We were building up for that day. Three months ago, we're about to launch Arise Church in Auckland. And September 19th was that date where it was all gonna go off. We were gonna get ready and on that day, it was gonna explode. We were, we were like the psalmist, yearning and believing and, and just almost like fainting. We were so pumped about it. But along came COVID and we were forced to throw all of those plans and preparations out of the window. The launch had to be postponed. Now, don't get me wrong, when we do launch, it's gonna be amazing. But what was once certain had now become unclear. We were so clear on the future, but then uncertainty has come in. We had gone from the mountaintop of feeling like everything's gonna be incredible to the valley very, very quickly. And to be honest, it's been easy in this season for us to be discouraged. You might have a different story from mine about how your plans have changed, but it's easy to feel discouraged when what was once certain has changed. About three weeks into the lockdown, in the middle of this valley, I read these verses and they spoke straight into my spirit. In this verse, the Bible says that blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. I was gripped by these verses. Blessed are those whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Pilgrimage, what an interesting word. He says that we are blessed if our strength is in the Lord and our hearts are set on pilgrimage. A pilgrimage is a journey or, or a search for spiritual significance. And the context that we have here in this Psalm is that they're making their annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem to worship. It's a journey. And the Psalm starts with a yearning for the destination, a yearning to get there, but it turns to being a focus on the journey. Many of us, about to make something of a pilgrimage at Christmas time. We load up the cars, squash everything in, get the supplies ready and head off to see the family or to go on holidays. We put in the destination to Google Maps and we try desperately to prove it wrong. There'll be no stops on the way, only to get petrol and you're on the road. And we set off towards the destination. The process between the place you leave from and your destination is called a pilgrimage. Generally, a family car trip is not the most enjoyable pilgrimage. It is spent answering questions, 
settling disputes and explaining how long we have to go, even though it's right there on the dashboard for everybody to see. And generally, the car trip pilgrimage is endured and not enjoyed. Most of the time as the driver, my heart is not in the pilgrimage. The destination is where my heart is, the end goal. But the Bible says that blessed are those whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. This verse spoke to me recently because of the uncertainty that's come into our world. We used to be able to plan and have a rough idea of where we were going. We could plan and have some certainty. We knew what was coming and what the future would hold. For example, we knew that the next Sunday we could have church, but now nothing seems certain. Now every day somebody has a new prediction or modeling tool or inside scoop. But if we're real, we don't have 100% clarity. And this is unsettling. It can make us feel anxious and concerned. As I reflected on this verse, it gave me great encouragement to get my heart into the journey and not just on the destination. To get my heart in the moment and not what could or couldn't happen. We need to have our heart in the journey of life and not just in the destination. In fact, the great paradox of the Christian faith is this, the destination is so good. Heaven is our home. If anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. We will inherit this salvation and this eternal worship of our Lord. That's the end goal. But the journey to get there is often so hard. Like our Christmas car rides, the journey can be made up of questions, disputes, and impatience that we haven't arrived there yet. And we end up hating the journey, enduring the journey and not enjoying it. In this season, I've realised how much of our lives we spend wanting to be somewhere other than where we are right now. When I was, a, uh, when I was younger, I used to listen to pastors talk about seasons, seasons this and seasons that. And as a young pastor, I thought, why are all these old guys talking about the seasons of life? Let's talk about growth. Let's talk about breakthrough. Let's talk about changing the world. Let's talk about the destination, man, not seasons. Forget about the process. It's all about the end product. But essentially what these far wiser and far more experienced people than I were trying to say was get your heart on the journey and not just in the destination. There's a reason why God wants our hearts set on pilgrimage. There's a reason why He wants our hearts set on the journey. And it's found in verse six. The Bible says this, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they will make it a place of springs. The autumn rains will also be covered with pools. The word Baca is from the Hebrew word, which means to weep. So essentially the valley of Baca means the valley of weeping. Warren Weasby describes the valley of Baca as any difficult and painful place in life where everything seems hopeless and you feel helpless like the pit of despair. Perhaps maybe today you feel like you're in the valley of Baca. You feel like you're in the valley of pain, despair, uncertainty. You feel overwhelmed. I know we have felt like that. 
like we've been passing through the valley in this last season of time. But the Bible says that those who trust and worship God may expect to pass through the valley of weeping and make it a place of springs. In other words, when our heart is on the journey, when our heart is on the pilgrimage, we can make something of the valleys. When our heart is on the pilgrimage, we can turn valleys into our story. When our hearts are set only on a destination, we wish away the valleys of our lives. They are an inconvenience. They're a, they're a hindrance. I used to wish away the valleys of my life, but we can find purpose in the valley. We can find meaning and we can find hope and strength. We can understand that in the valley, all things work together for good. We need to get our hearts set on pilgrimage today. What do I mean by having our heart set on the journey. I'm talking about being in the moment. I'm talking about finding joy right where you are right now. Having your heart in where you are. I'm a big cycling fan. And recently I was reading about a very famous ex-professional cyclist who used to race some of the biggest races in the world and some of the most Beautiful scenery you could imagine. Up vast snow-covered mountains, past beautiful blue oceans, over rolling countryside, and in some of the most exotic places in the world. And he would win. He would win a lot. Since retiring, he's had the opportunity to ride some charity rides and sponsor rides in the same areas where he raced, to ride the same roads at a slower pace. The number one thing that struck him about doing these rides again is how much he missed when he was just racing towards the finish line. He had literally spent his life racing on these roads, but missing everything going on around him. Some of the most beautiful places in the world passed him by. When I talk about having a heart in the journey, it's about being aware of what's happening around us and the beauty of life right in front of us. Reading that, something happened inside of me. I thought, how often am I aiming for the finish line, which I think is the goal, and missing the beauty of everything happening around me? Aiming for destinations, aiming for targets, aiming for goals, for finite things, and missing the amazing things right in front of me. Going out, it might be for you, maybe going out to work, working hard for your family, but missing your kids growing up, hurrying around, hustling through life, but not listening to other people, trying to win people over by being charismatic and not giving space, people space to just be, trying to be interesting to people rather than being interested, always sharing my opinions, but not really listening. In other words, not focused on those in front of me, but focus on a future destination. Living for the mountaintops of life and wishing away the valleys, hoping that they would never come. I think the question that we have to ask ourselves and I must ask myself is, is He the God of just the mountaintop or is He the God of the valleys too? Is God at the destination alone or is He with me on the journey? Is God waiting for me at the finish line or is God walking with me 
on the pilgrimage. So many times I think we wish away the valleys of our lives, but without them, we would not have a story to tell. We long to be there and not here and miss the chance to create a testimony of God's goodness in our lives. If only we could realise that without the valleys, we wouldn't have the stories. We must be careful not to make the same statements that the Aramean army made in 1 Kings chapter 20. This is a battle going on between the Aramean army and the Israelites. And this is what they said about Israel's God. They considered Israel's God to be a God of the mountains and not a God of the valleys. They believed that God's power was limited to the mountains. Believing God's power was limited to the mountains, the Arameans attacked the Israelites on the plains near the city of Aphek. Though the Israelites were vastly outnumbered there, God gave His people victory over their enemies, revealing Himself to be the Lord, not only of the mountains, but of the plains and the valleys too. And the man of God, the Bible says, the man of God in verse 28 says this, he came up to the king of Israel and he said, this is what the Lord says. Because the Arameans think the Lord is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys, I will deliver this vast army into your hands and you will know that I am the Lord. And I actually believe today that God is actually speaking that over your life, that He is the God, not just of the mountains, but He is the God of the valleys too. I want you to know today that it's not just in your highest moments and in your most beautiful Christian moments where God is with you. He is with you in the dark. He is with you in the dryness. He is with you in the gap between the two trapezes. And I wanna close today with a story about a man who I met in my office about eight years ago now. He was in a dark place in his life. He was really in, a, in the valley of Baca. He shared with me his feelings of darkness and mourning and depression and despair. And he, he told me that he didn't ever think that he would come through this. In that moment, I felt the presence of God fill the room and I began to explain to him that his valley would become his testimony. What is happening in his life would serve to be a light to others. Even though he wasn't walking with God at that moment, I told him that God can and will work all things together for good. I wouldn't say anything particularly, happen, particularly spectacular happened in that moment, but this young man began to take a step through the valley. He got his heart set on the journey and not on the destination. He got connected to a community. He made church a priority. Momentum began to build in his life. After a few months, he was starting to gain traction and he felt called to be part of the ministry school here at Arise. Now the darkness of the valley seemed behind him. During the ministry school, God put on his heart to pursue a career in education. So after two years in the ministry school, he moved to Tauranga to go to teacher's college there. And that's where he met his wife in his final year. From there, he moved to Auckland. And now he's a successful teacher living out his purpose in East Auckland. I tell this story to illustrate 
that it's easy to think that the valleys that we pass through will end us. But when our heart is on the journey, we can find purpose in the valley and the valleys we pass through will form us. I just need you to know today that God is with you in the valley. So let's set our heart on the journey. Before before we finish this service, I wanna pray for people today that maybe you feel like you're in a valley. You feel like you're in a place of darkness and despair and you, you can't come through it. I wanna pray over you today and believe the greater things are ahead of you than any that you leave behind. I need you to know today that right where you are, God is with you in the valley. I know that today there's people watching this, this broadcast and you've been struggling with darkness and despair in your heart. I just declare today over your life that God is the God of the mountains and of the valleys too. Today, God wants you to set your heart on the journey and not on the destination. Let's pray. God, I thank You, Lord, that You are in this place today. Thank You that You are right here with us. You walk alongside of us. God, today we choose to set our heart on the pilgrimage. Lord, help us to get our eyes not off what could be or should be, but on what is. Help us to see the beauty of the world around us. God, I ask, Lord, for those that are struggling and walking through this valley, God, that You would draw close to them, just like Your Word says, God, that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, there You are with us. And so God, I declare Your comfort around people today in Jesus' Name. God, I pray, Lord, for movement and steps of faith. Those that feel stuck, God, I declare movement in Jesus' Name. I thank You, Lord, for Your blessing and Your Word, which promises us that we will go from strength to strength. So we, do that, we declare that over Your people today in Jesus' Name.